is up, everybody? Welcome to the Winging It Podcast. Andre, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, <clears throat> some comical things have happened. That's all I can say. Funny ha-ha or funny uh-oh? A little of both, if we honest. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Um, so, <laughs> uh, first things first, let me make a slight apology um, for the HD Rumble uh, statement I made last Sunday. Apparently, it is in the Pro Controller. I did not know that. Um, but then again, uh, as I said on the community tab this week, uh, I only have like three games that I actually that I have that I actually use it. And I'm wondering if that's why is basically because – Hardly nobody uses it, to be fair. Um, so I do apologize. It is in the Switch Pro Controller. There you go. So my apologies. So uh, what you playing this week, man? Uh, a little bit of everything, actually, because I'm making that uh, video for Halloween. So I've played some Mega Man. I've played some Castlevania. I've played some Dragon Age, a little bit of Mass Effect. I've been all over the place. Oh, so you're just not having any kind of theme this time. You're just, like, going for it. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts a couple hours ago um, just because I haven't I haven't been playing anything in a while because I've been busy working on some stuff yeah. at work. And I'm almost done with that, so I decided to take a little break and uh, play a little bit of Kingdom Hearts 2, which is my favorite in that series um, simply because it's better. So <laughs> there's that. Um, uh, other than that, though, I do have – I am going to be playing at Star Ocean because I think Star Ocean drops next Thursday, the second? Yeah, the second. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that drops. And I will be playing Super Mario RPG when that drops on the 17th. I think those are the last two games that I got that are coming out, if I'm not mistaken. I may do something for Halloween. Um, I'm thinking I may jump on the um, – NSO and probably play a little bit of Altered Beast. Uh, Got to find my Genesis controller, but um, probably play a little bit of Altered Beast. Probably play some more stuff. Uh, probably just make it a mix, uh, mix of games on Halloween. So there's mm -hmm. that. Um, so uh, if you guys know, last week there was an Xbox partner presentation. Um, check the channel. Me and Dre uh, did a live reaction to that and gave our thoughts on it. I didn't think it was bad, um, but you can go over and check that video out and let us know your thoughts on it. Um, it wasn't a long presentation. Um, they, they did get in and get right to the point, which I appreciate that. I just I appreciate that. So <laughs> there's that. All right. So um, you want to talk about the FGC first? Uh, I mean, let's go and get it out of the way. All right, look, uh, th this whole fight game community uh, entitlement, every time I see see somebody post something about Smash Brothers not, about Nintendo not helping with the Smash uh, tournament community, I'm like, okay, they're not obligated to do that. Where is, where is it said that they're obligated to do tournaments? I mean, they definitely are. I mean, they're obligated to now to fully support tournaments, even though, because I'm like, dude, people try to act like like a couple years ago didn't happen. <laughs> when a bunch of them, everybody remember that a bunch of the top 
Smash players got in trouble because of the stuff they were doing. Oh yeah, definitely. So I'm like, bro, they 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 have rules set in place for a reason. You're not gonna be able to get it. I guess people just don't like to be told what to do. Like they don't want to. They don't want to have any kind of oversight whatsoever. But number one, it's not your IP. It's not. So when something happens, they're not gonna sue the tournament people. They're gonna try to sue Nintendo because Nintendo the one the one that got the money. Yep. So I don't know where this entitled this sense of entitlement came from. Now there is one thing that I do agree with. With there was some stuff about um, accessibility for people who need like accessibility options with controls and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's one of those situations where you just need to send an email to a representative of Nintendo. They could probably answer that for you. But like when they put the rule list out, I'm like, it, to me, it didn't seem unreasonable. But for some reason, that pissed the whole damn smash side of the fgc off and i'm like dude this is a party game it's a party game it was never meant to be a whole you know competitive fighter i've never heard anybody saying hmm man mario kart is a competitive uh kart racing game it needs to be taken seriously with full with full you know (laughs) simulation racing like no it shouldn't it shouldn't. It's a, it's a party game. It's meant to be a party game, like uh, like Mario Party, like uh, Wii Sports, like any of the other party games. Yeah, in general, that, that's what they're meant. They're meant for. It's not meant for you to sit down and competitively play it. Now, yes, did Sakurai make it so accessible to the point that you could play it any kind of way you want? Yes. But it ain't, it's not, it's not dead or alive. It's not Tekken. It's not Street Fighter. It's not, you know, it's not Killer Instinct. Like, it's not one of those games that's that's supposed to be played on that technical type level. You can play it like that if you want to, but I've always found it playing that way boring. I love throwing on uh, hazards and all the items because I think it's funnier that way, especially when you get beat by a gold dean. And yes, that's happened to me on, on multiple occasions. I'm not proud. That, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be spreading that. That should be hush hush left in the closet, locked behind Look, the man, door. Well, every last person, every, everybody that played Smash that got beat by a dog on Pokeball had Goldeen in it. <laughs> everybody. Had well, we ain't broadcasting. <laughs> at least once. At least once. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. But that's that's the thing. I don't. It, and look, I, I I try to be an understanding person, but this is this just gets on my nerves when it comes from the Smash community because I'm sitting here like, dude, this ain't even supposed to be a fighter like that. It, it's 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 a party game. I, I can't keep having the heart back on that, but it's a it's a it's a party game. You can play it, I guess, competitively if you want to, but to to me, that's just not fun. That is just mm-hmm. really not a fun way to play that game. But that's no, just it, me. It it is the most boring way to play it. But if if I would to were to jump up on the soapbox in place of Shadow Fox at the moment, mm-hmm. and I would specifically go ahead and call out somebody who I told to who told directly that they were full of full of shit. Um, Hungry Box needs to stop whining and complaining and saying that certain things aren't available to them. When you go through the guidelines, as I did, spent a whole hour talking over them, 
<clears throat> you go through the guidelines. There is a way for people to go ahead, have the big master tournaments and stuff, and do what they would like with them, get sponsorships and such, get the tournament licensed. If you want to do if you want to do community tournaments, low-level tournaments, then that means there can't be a large pot and you can't be playing a lot with a lot of professional people. That's pretty much the case. And it, there is a rule in there, in their guidelines, that I know that that's the major thing that they're complaining about. And the major thing is that they don't want anybody that's in the tournaments that has any sort of negativity harped onto their background or anything with potential charges on it. Which is and they put that in there, which is like I said, that makes sense because people ain't trying to sue the tournament, or they're gonna try to sue Nintendo. Yes, they will. <laughs> Nintendo said, Hey, if you want to community tournament using our stuff, we have the right to shut it down, yeah. especially if we find out that you have avoided following our guidelines. It's their IP. That's all. It's their IP. It's their IP. They can set rules however they please. Y'all think Capcom ain't got rules? But I think Capcom has a very similar set of rules. It's just that nobody complains about it. Yeah. Like Capcom has rules. Uh, Bandai Namco has rules. Everybody at Evo, they have rules set up, but you'll never hear about it. Like you said, you'll never hear about it. People just love to, like, if Nintendo sneeze wrong, how dare you? How dare they not let us not? How dare you not let me do what I want to do? And how dare you not support that, me? That, that was the thing I remember. I remember somebody making a comment about, and I thought it was stupid as all hell. Well, they had the Evo before Evo licensed it from Nintendo. That's why they had it. Yeah, and they're not going to do that to Sony. Own, <laughs> Sony runs it now. So they're not going to do yeah, that. And Sony's probably not willing to pay for the license. Yeah. Well, yeah, among other things. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sitting here, and then they did that. I think it was, I think it was Hungry Box that put up that uh that. Oh yeah, it was it was his podcast. It was him. Like uh, they only gave a controller. Uh, meanwhile, Capcom gave a two million dollar pot. Like, bro, they ain't got to do that. Like they, they ain't got to. No, they don't. And on top, of, like, and especially with all the stuff going on with the Smash community, they still have stuff they haven't weeded out. Yeah, that plenty of people know about. People outside of the community know about. Mm -hmm. So if they if they uh if they don't handle that, what the hell do you think is going to happen? Yeah, Nintendo's just going to get stricter and stricter. Everything that they're doing is now making it harder and tighter on people that play their other stuff competitively. Competitively, mm -hmm. like anybody playing Splatoon competitively, now y'all got to follow these rules. Thanks to Smash community. Yeah, and like Smash uh, Splatoon, they do because they were at. Uh... What what's what's their tournament they do twice a year? I forgot the name of theirs. They awesome. Yeah, they got a team. They got I'm, teams and everything. The bad thing is it should it should have just been called Splatfest, but they don't call it that, so I don't remember. Yeah, but I was I was just sitting back thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, dude, like stop. They put the rules out. They have the rules out there for a reason, and. I, Look, the rules are there because when I read the stuff that I think you posted, Andre, I was like, oh, this is legal speak. So a mm -hmm. lot of that stuff was legal speak. I'm like, that's why this is out there. Yeah, yeah it's all legal speak. That's, that's why they have so many redundantly said things in there. 
Yeah, and that's what that's why it's, it's, people try to act like they just came up with it off the came up with it out of nowhere. No, they didn't, man. <laughs> they didn't do that. So, I mean, if you paid attention to all the stuff that happened, there is no reason to not understand what's going on. Oh yeah, because when all that stuff came out a couple years ago, I'm like, whoa, I did not know it was that bad. And some of that stuff, I was just sitting there like, wait a minute, y'all, nobody thought that this was a bad idea. <laughs> like with something like the stuff with them putting all of them in one house together. Like, wait a minute, y'all got 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds with people in their mid to late 20s in the same with no chaperones. Are y'all crazy? Yep. Are y'all crazy? And then on top of that, and on top of that, some of the personalities being a part of the broadcast were grooming the children. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, I don't blame them because that could have went sideways. Yeah. I don't blame them. They that's all like it's yeah. it's 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 a situation in mm -hmm. which I'm like, okay, one, y'all sound entitled as hell. Two, just follow the mm -hmm. rules. That's the rules. They, you're not gonna make them change their mind by doing what you're doing. Nope. You're not. But that, you, that's just the truth. But you know what? You know what made it worse though? What? When they did that, they pulled that free melee stunt at that uh, Splatoon tournament and got it shut down. Oh, that, yeah. that's what. That's what ultimately. That was the last straw that ultimately led to this happening. Yeah. And, and let's be real. The only reason why they wanted it to be melee was because they haven't patched melee. If well, they, they put can't. Me if they put melee on. NSO, I promise you that wave that ain't gonna be on there. You're not gonna be able to do half that stuff. And then you're gonna complain about it's not the same. And you're right, because they didn't patch it. Back then you didn't patch games. Once that game was out, the game was out <laughs> back then. So yeah, that's the only reason because y'all found some glitches and you exploited them. And that's the only reason why you want melee melee like that. That's the only reason. And Cody, you, you are absolutely right. Trying to shame them ain't going to work. Trying to shame them nah. not going to work. Especially since their sensibilities are not the same as those over here. Yeah, and they really don't. Have y'all not seen Nintendo doing the Switch era? They petty as hell. <laughs> you sure you want to go on that? You sure you want to go, go that route with them? You, you sure um. about that? <laughs> <laughs> But then there was the dude that got in an argument with me and said it would be difficult for people to get licenses. I was like, so we're we're going to excuse them from trying to have like a high level tournament with a huge pot that they don't want to pay money to Nintendo for. Yeah. They just want to use it for free. Like, and no, like everybody gets everybody to wanting to make this tournament is like But but they also want Nintendo to put money to add money to the pot too. Like, no. That ain't going. You you don't pay for the license to run the tournament, and you think you're going to get a pop from Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, buddy, yeah, that ain't how business works, bro. Bro, that's really not how business works. But hey, keep thinking that. No. that, that that's cute. That's cute. Keep thinking that. Like, I'm I'm just I'm just personally tired of Hungrybox trying to use everybody's emotions to try to get everyone riled up for his cause. Like, dude, you one of the main reasons the stuff that you want to happen ain't happening. Because yeah, all the stuff you did back in the day. I mean, who who was it that went on the stream calling people the N-word while he was playing them? 
because mm-hmm. I know he did that, and he's done it, and he's done it personally to several people separate of that. You think Nintendo's not gonna look back at their history and be like, "Oh hell no, nah, we can't have him be a rep." Not you. Not we you can't have guy. him be representative of this. <laughs> or his recent Street Fighter Six tournament where words were on display on the screen that shouldn't have been there. Like you did not do any checks on the person that you had run running the back end of your tournament. You had no idea what was going on. And you think Nintendo or any other company is gonna want to work with you? Come on now. <clears throat> but it's you just all, bitching just just for the sake of bitching. But it's all it's all their fault. Like like you ain't might want to look in the mirror. <laughs> Like if, if anybody anybody list goes check out a uh, technicals channel, he talks about a whole bunch of the shit that's going on with the Smash community. Check his channel out. Yeah, and you'll find out what exactly is actually going on. And it's kind of sad too, because I can see, because I know some people who play who just they they like to play. They they actually real cool peeps, and I wouldn't mind. But I I also can't blame Nintendo either. I'm like, bro, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare stick my foot in that seeing how these folks act. I wouldn't dare do that. Put my name and reputation on the line? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Nah, no, the, the chance that they had the chance that they had was to have the Panda tournament and they yeah. they crapped that out of existence. And the bad thing is, I found out recently that after they did that, if they hadn't screwed with that tournament, they had screwed with that tournament. That was their bridge to Nintendo. And on top of that, that plot that they had was way bigger than any of the stuff that they got on their own together. That's a damn shame. So it's like, <laughs> so y'all really screwed the pooch on that one because you just didn't want to, you didn't want to work and within a few guidelines. Now you are forced to work within guidelines or be sued. Mm-hmm. And you haven't done any better for yourself. So what what did this help? Now you don't have a lane to communicate with them. And you don't have help. Yeah. So what what good did it do? And once again, it's not your IP, so they have every right to police their IP the way they, they feel. Yeah, they do. They have every right to but do that. But the bad that. thing is, the bad thing is, though, with every... Quote, quote, Smash clone that has come out. One, they haven't supported them enough to get them big enough. And two, even if they did, the companies that own them would have instituted the same rules, the same types of rules that Nintendo instituted. So either way, you're running into the same wall. Yeah, because like think think about I'm thinking about multiverses all the time. I'm like, dude, they got characters from the DC side. They got characters from like Scooby and Shaggy and all of them. The, the Looney yeah. Tunes and Mary Melody, dude, they ain't no way in the world. Ain't no way nah, they ain't gonna nah. have no damn rules in there. They gonna have rules, bruh. <laughs> and with some of those IPs, they probably be way stricter than Nintendo. Yeah, because just think about it, Bugs Bunny's been around longer than in the, as far as like uh, character is concerned, way longer than like any of the Nintendo characters. There's a distinct history you can't let them tarnish. Yeah. That Batman, like, come on, bro. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. But yeah, you mad because they won't, because you want stuff to be done your way and you don't want to adhere 
to guidelines. Like if it was really that serious and you were really, and I, the way I feel, if they were really that serious about it, they work within the guidelines and actually work with them. Like I said, the only thing I saw that was kind of messed up was the accessibility stuff, but that's easy to remedy. Yeah, so that's that's a, that's a Nintendo. That's easy to, to remedy because that, yeah, that's that's an email out. Yeah, that's an email out when you're when you're going to set up for licensing. Say, hey, we have some players that need special equipment to be able to play. Yeah. Um, is it okay for them to have it? very likely you get back a quick email shot from their legal department that says yes, it's okay for this player with these conditions to utilize this controller in order to be able to participate. Yeah, that that's easy. Like I, I saw people were mad about that, but I'm like, dude, that's not even nothing to be mad about. That's something you that's no, something it's you legal send. speak. Yeah, that's that's something you send to the company because they right now they they just covering. They CYN, they covering their own ass. So that's what they doing. So that's one of those things is probably like, okay, yeah, we'll we can amend this part for for those persons who, who need it. But other than that, no, we're not amending the whole thing just because some people want to do stuff their way, like play with modded characters and all that stuff. Because remember, there's there's several mods, Project M, one of them. With Waluigi and all mm -hmm. the other people in it, and you're like, dude, you're not gonna be playing with them. Nope, you're, you're not. <laughs> so, I know some of y'all still mad about Waluigi not getting in, but that's a, that's a personal issue at that point. So, <laughs> which and, I still, uh, I still want to fight being included over him was still funny. <laughs> Who? So the piranha plant being oh, yeah. included over him was still funny. Yeah, I mean they, they put a house plant in there over Waluigi. Yeah, I had a potted plant put in before you get Waluigi. <laughs> like I said, oh man, Nintendo been being petty as hell during the night generation. All right, so uh, I know y'all heard about this one this week, so finna pull this up. Um, this is from Nintendo Life's uh, webpage, and it is the Hogwarts Legacy. Physical and digital switch release will require an 8 gigabit day one update and the cartridge size is approximately 7 gigs. Now, if you look at the on the page, um, if you look on eShop, I think it says it's like 14 or 15 gigs. Why didn't they just use a 16 gig cart? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, why didn't they? Like, why didn't they just use a 16 gig cart? For the say it's not like that didn't for Mortal Kombat. And the other thing, too, is, is 16 gig cards are not expensive. No, they're, they're not. They're not expensive. Matter of fact, 64 gig cards ain't expensive, not anymore. Now, they used to be, but they're not. Because you can get a, what is it, 128 and 150. You can get a 128 for under 100 now. So I, I agree with the people in the comments. Like, I don't understand why Warner Brothers didn't put this on the 16 gig card. Um, so this goes back into what I was saying last week about, like, I understand why people um, are harping for uh, companies to, to do, to have physical versions of games. But I also understand why people buy digital, because if you're not going to put the whole thing on the physical media, why am I buying the physical media? Because guess what? If they ever do shut down the service, we're still in the same boat. You know, that game 
only gonna have half the game on it on the physical thing. In this case, though, on the physical card, they ain't the whole game ain't on it. On uh, Microsoft, it, it, the game ain't on it. It's just a thing to, to say, hey, I bought this, so install this game so they can play it. Once again, I don't understand why we buying physical stuff for games not on the physical media. But that's why I understand why some people just buy digital because I do a mix of half and half. You know, I do a mix of some um, physical, some uh, digital. And usually it's because when I see how big the game is, I'm like, this ain't going to be all on the um, on the physical media. So I don't get it on the physical media. I just buy it digital because to me it ain't no point. It's uh, We're in the same boat, in my opinion. So that's one of the things that I don't understand why WB did not do that. I'm still apprehensive about the Switch version of Hogwarts Legacy because they haven't shown any gameplay. They've shown screens, and there's screens up on the eShop, but I don't see any gameplay. Now, this is one of those games I think they should have did a Treehouse Live for, at least back in September or since we're still in October earlier this month. They should have did a Treehouse Live for so people can see how the game looks and see how the game plays because it's coming out months after the other versions have come out. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Um, this late as, as opposed to, cause I thought it would have came out with the um, PS4 and Xbox one versions. I would have thought, but okay. Um, it, it was the version that they, they commissioned at the last minute, that's why. Well, in my thing, if that's truly the case, then just say that. Just be like, look, we don't have plans on making, uh, making this, putting this to the switch. Just say that. Like, I think people will have more respect if they just be straight up front and transparent and honest off the rip than doing stuff like this. Because look, they're the ones that ignored the fact that that switch was selling. Because I think this game didn't start getting developed till what twenty. 18 or something like that 2018 2019 or something like that it's ain't like it's been in yeah. development for 10 years you know so it's not like they've been doing like it's been one of those situations where it's been in development since 2013 and then went through three four five six seven iterations nah like so you had no plans on doing it to begin with so cool just say that <laughs> I don't think people would have got mad about that. Just say that, like, okay, fine. I'll just make sure I get it on because most, I'd say most people, most gamers now have more than one console, um, more than one playing option, whether it be PC and Xbox or switching PC or switching Xbox or switching uh, PS5. Usually gamers have more than one, uh, more than one game, more than one, uh, console or gaming option so people because i'm still trying to figure out like if you already bought this earlier this year if you already bought hogwarts legacy earlier this year what would make you double dip because what's going to happen is they're going to be like oh well we we worked hard to, to get it on the switch and now nobody will buy it yeah because yeah. people have bought it on other systems i mean you'll have your few holdouts and some people that would get it because they want to have have a portable version of it, but also somebody with with, with a Steam Steam Deck mm -hmm. has a portable option. Yeah. So 
Yeah, because before Steam Deck and Asus Rock, they, 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 the only portable option was Nintendo, really. So The only truly portable option, yeah. Yeah, truly portable option. And I'm just saying, I'm sitting here like, okay, look, man, what reason? Because that's why I would... That's why I'm I'm glad I don't have that pool, and I wish I did have that pool to interview some of these people. Because I I was straight up asking, because like, bro, I'm you finna have to answer this. Why would why should I buy your game if you took this long to put it out, and you're not putting anything like Nintendo specific on it? So why should I buy it? Yeah, there's the no bad thing is. <laughs> There's no Master Sword one. There's no, you know, there's no Star Rod. One. There's no Hero Tunic. Yeah. So why should I buy this? Why should I buy your game? Why? And then they'll turn around and be like, "Oh well, it didn't meet sales expectations. I guess they don't like third party games." That's not true. That's just not true. <laughs> it's because you put it out. At least, let's see. It came out in February. You you gonna put it out? Ten and a half months after first originally released, and then another five months after it released on supposedly uh, the last generation hardware. So you still didn't. There's no reason for people to buy it, in my opinion. Nope, there isn't. Especially Unless they absolutely wanted it on that platform. Yeah. Especially when you give them no incentive, like because there's nothing that, from what I see, there's nothing Nintendo specific on there. So why should I buy it? I would love to ask them that. They probably wouldn't answer it, but <laughs> I would love to ask them that, and I would love for them to see what they would answer because I don't think they would answer it, to be honest. Because nobody ever answers, ask nobody in gaming media ever asked them that, ever asked those types of questions because they're too scared they ain't gonna get another um interview so i'm like I, that just that to me just boggles my mind and then the whole they then the one of us not even putting it on a 16 gig cart when it's really not that expensive 16 a 16 gig cart is not expensive so i don't understand that um but whatever <laughs> uh Janelle, yeah. I, I wish i knew the answer to that Janelle. I, I wish I knew the answer. So, I, wish I mean, I there is there is no true point to be honest, because it's literally the only media media for a game console right now that can play games directly off of it. But they're not utilizing it the way it's supposed to be utilized. Yeah, and the other thing too, I think they are trying to still push this whole cloud games as a service. Uh, Situation. The problem with that is, like, I live, I live in the U. We live in the U.S. The IT infrastructure in the U.S. can't handle it. I'll just go and tell you that right now. Not video games. Uh, there's still dead spots, and when you're driving through places that the your internet, your signal straight up drops. There's places that still don't. They have like one cell tower in the whole area. There's still places like that in the U.S. So you're. What they want to push ain't. I know in America we're not ready for it. Not not how they want, not how they envision it anyway. Like we're just not ready for it. And I know they're trying to push it, and it's just not a viable thing right now. So there's that. Not really. So there's another thing that happened. 
last weekend. I think y'all gonna love this one. So anybody ready for uh, Skull and Bones, the Ubisoft game Skull and Bones? Well, uh, <laughs> guess what? It got a new release date again. Oh, now man. it's Q1 of 2024. Is this game coming out, man? <laughs> I mean, it, it will at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so this is courtesy of purexbox.com. Um, so... The game got pushed out. Now, to be fair, I think this game was supposed to come out in April of this year, and we didn't hear nothing else about it. Like, it it, it, it was supposed to release. We heard nothing. Ubisoft said nothing. And everybody just kept gaming on other stuff because, I mean, you, people can't lie and say they want nothing to play this year. You can't lie and say <laughs> that. So <laughs> that's the only thing I think that's helped them helped Ubisoft in this situation because, and I forgot this, this was actually first announced at E3 in 2017. 2017. Oh, it's just that old. It's that old. <laughs> 2017, people, was when that game first got announced at E3. And now it's Q1 of 2024. So it's between January and March. And I'm like, what is what is wrong with this game? Can they not get it to work? Or is this one of those situations like uh, Watch Dogs Legion where they're trying to do too much and it's not working out because their vision just is too big, apparently. I'm at a loss. because I, I thought it was like 2019. I didn't know it was 2017. Yeah, I I, I could have sworn it was 2019. <laughs> well, remember that was that E3. No, that was 2020. The E3 where IGN showed <laughs> so during their thing and not, you know, it, it was supposed yeah. to be like the main thing of their of the Ubisoft presentation. But yeah, uh, I I don't even know if this. And my thing is, what if it that when it does release, people don't want to play it anymore because they're playing something else. Dude, it's a lot of stuff coming out. There is. There is a lot of stuff coming out, and I'm just sitting here like, this has been going on since 2017. What is going on with these supposed triple A games that can't ever hit a release date? <laughs> and yes, but Beyond Good and Evil, I don't, I don't think Beyond. There's two games I don't think is ever coming out: Beyond Good and Evil Two and uh, the Silk Song. Uh, thing. I don't think those are coming out. <laughs> I just at this oh, point, man. I just don't. Yeah, hope has been burnt for those. Yeah, I just I don't see how I can. Um, and J two, you're probably right. We're probably gonna see Metroid Prime four before. Yeah, I would not be surprised if we had to see. Oh yeah, no, nah, I would. I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked. Yeah, I mean. I'm wondering if Ubisoft just poured so much money into it, they have to, they have to get it out. I mean, at this point, it, it, whatever whatever the losses are in that game is their fault at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's another thing too. I think some of these games, they, some of these people, some of these developers, they're too. I think. Some of it's just too ambitious for what they're trying to do. Like sometimes you got to scale your stuff back 
it's at some point you got if you see this ain't working, you got to scale something back. Like that's one of one of my main issues with uh, the whole Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy uh, fifteen, aka Final Fantasy thirteen versus like that that engine wasn't working. By the second pass that you knew that engine wasn't working, go right back to Unreal Engine four and get the game out like that. Yeah, they should have done that. Because <laughs> that Kingdom Hearts three game we got, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> It was yeah. like lukewarm water. And, and y'all know how I feel about Final Fantasy 15, what they did. Because you could tell, like, that game was done in two parts. The first part was open world till you got to chapter 10, then chapter 10 turned to a linear game. I'm like, how did y'all? Okay. So that was my thoughts on that. I mean, I just, I, I think sometimes it's nothing wrong with, like, scaling stuff back I, I think this whole idea of bigger 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 we got to do full uh make it a make it so cinematic that it's not even a game anymore <laughs> I, yeah it, it's it's sad to see because i do want some of these some of these games to come out i just feel like some of them ain't gonna come out or when they do come out it's gonna be painfully me a beautifully mediocre game <laughs> Oh man! Because some of these games, I don't think they. I, I honestly believe some of these games, they're not meant to be games. They're meant to be like TV shows or movies or something because they spend so much time trying to prove that they're not a video game. Like this, this uh, is a, a cinematic presentation story that I'm like, then fine, sell it to Netflix. Well, you you know, uh, put it on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what you. I'm like. I'm a. When you say this is a video game, I want to play it. <laughs> I don't well, need they, they, thirty they don't hours. Know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, like one of my favorite RPGs is you know is the Xenoblade Chronicles series. And yes, while they do have a lot of cutscenes in those games, especially like two and three, they have way more gameplay. You, it still feels like a game. It don't feel like, you know, I'm just I got the controller in my hand. And it's been thirty minutes and I still ain't doing. It still ain't done nothing. You know, that, that that's where I'm at with some with a lot of this stuff now, especially this uh, whole modern the way this modern gaming is going. Apparently, like I said, I I like Ubisoft. I don't, I don't hate them, but I think they're they're. I think they're too into trying to do this games as a service thing. Yeah. Uh, well, some, Sony said that they're scaling theirs back. So well, see if everybody Sony, else is scaling theirs back. hemorrhaging money. The only thing they got going for them is that deal they made with Marvel for for Spider Man, and that's yeah, the deal they made with Marvel for Spider Man because dude, they've had to they've had to close down a majority of their divisions, and they're trying to pay off that debt. So, this is why the idea of games as a service shouldn't have been promoted, but they ran with it. Yeah, they ran. They, they ran with it. Well, the other thing too is Sony got in trouble trying to think they could keep up with Microsoft. I'm like, dude, y'all ain't got Microsoft money, and y'all shouldn't be trying to do that no way. Y'all well, shouldn't, shouldn't be trying to do that in the first place. The games as a service 
ended up failing because they thought that they could do subscription service games like what used to be done on PC. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, but you, you don't offer any incentives and it's not worthwhile for people to to pay for pay into a game that might not exist tomorrow. Yeah. That can be cut down and delisted at any point in time. I remember yeah. um was that second Afro Samurai game that got delisted, but I'm like, yeah, that got delisted and it should have, because that game didn't work. Like, I don't even know how y'all how that game got released when it didn't even work. Because I bought the game because I enjoyed the first Afro Samurai game so much. So I bought it and I'm sitting up here like I got I got to the part where everybody got to that it was basically you couldn't complete it. You were playing as a um I can't remember that character's name. Um, the guy with the teddy bear mask, uh, you were playing as him, and you had to go through these corridors and go keep going up the tower, and it just gets to a place where you can't pass it. And I'm like, nobody quality checked this game, and then they delisted it, and it never came back. So I'm guessing that they got fully um, they got fully uh, canceled after that, because they, but that should have never happen if they would have actually, you know, did quality did quality testing on it. But yeah, this mm. this is just one of those situations where I'm like, yeah, there's certain areas of things that does work in at the as a service uh thing. Um that train of thought like platform as a service and all that stuff. Games as a service ain't one of them. Not at this point. We just don't have the infrastructure for that. The, the only place that mob that model even remotely works is mobile. Yeah. And but even then mobile doesn't even charge as much. Yeah. And even then you're still relegated by where you live. Yeah. Because if you ain't got a tower there, you're still stuck. Mm. Uh RJ, I do remember when Jump Force was getting discontinued, but let's be real, that game deserved to get discontinued. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. I, I didn't want to see realistic-looking versions of anime characters. Yeah. That that was, a, that was that, a problem for me. That was just a weird... I don't know why they did that, because the other Jump Force games weren't like that. And I don't know no, why. No, they weren't. They actually them. used the... They were, they were horrible. Yeah, they, they just shouldn't that design that art style just did not work it yeah that, that art style didn't work and that's why art style is very important and you know when you when you have a good art design it works uh like samurai warriors 5 uh fate um fate samurai remnant uh the breath of the wild tears of the kingdom that works those art styles work uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles series that art style work everything don't need to be ultra realistic because I was sitting there like, reading an article about um Hellblade 2 and I'm like they're like yes we're going for this ultra realism I'm like this ain't going anywhere no it ain't no it ain't <laughs> it's not at all yeah. seeing as the first game was not like that yeah so it's like okay you're trying to up the you're trying to up the realism and I'm like I just don't think it works as well as people think it does. Sometimes it does, sometimes it don't. Um, but then again, like I said, I play video games to get away from reality for a few hours a day. 
you know, I don't play video games to get back into reality. That's just me. I, I don't like video games that are ultra realistic, mostly. What about you? You like games that are ultra realistic? No, not at all. There's no imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather play... I'd rather play Boogerman than, than play anything ultra realistic right now. Yeah. This yeah. I mean, like some some games I understand, like if you're trying to do like a simulation game, like sports, like a sports game, or like um like the racing games like Gran Turismo and Forza and all that, because you're trying to you're you're going for that, that realism. But like certain stuff, no, nah, man, I don't need like that in a regular action adventure game. No, nah. you don't. <laughs> no, nah, like, and I do think to an extent, like a lot of stuff, well, like a lot of stuff um, in the geek world nowadays is kind of getting ruined by it becoming more mainstream. I'm not going to say it's becoming popular because it's not, but I'm saying it's probably becoming more mainstream. It's kind of ruining it a little bit because people aren't, People, it seems like a lot of times the creativity is gone. And I'll put it like that. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. The creativity is gone. Um, that's why I, like, we all, I always joke about Nintendo and like how in the hell they came up with this. Thought about like Splatoon. Splatoon is not something that should work, <laughs> but it does. It, it does, just does very well. Yeah, it just does. Like Super Mario Wonder. Elephant Man. That, that I still say that is Super Mario LSD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pikmin Four, like they have like some some realistic looking things in there, like the um I saw the the Game Boy Color and the um <laughs> and the toilet. That was kind oh, of realistic, but it's not the same because it's, that's just those things. That everything else is like different, so they kind of found a, a good balance, you know. But uh, any other thoughts? I, uh, I don't know particularly. I think maybe it's just that they are because we're going back to Skull and Bones. Uh, Ubisoft has just stretched themselves too thin. That's the only thing I can think of. They have stretched themselves far too thin, and this game is going to suffer because of it. Well, and also I think they probably do need to, to I hate to have to say it like this. They probably do need to kind of like listen to some fans because, like, dude, like, why haven't y'all done another Rayman? Because it's not gonna. There, there is literally no reason. Like, it's not like that's gonna kill you financially. It, at least it shouldn't. And people been clamoring for it. Like, why haven't you done another Rayman? Why ha- now? I do know Michael Ansel has left Ubisoft, but like they have a they have games that. Or IPs that they could use that isn't going to be um, super intensive, I should say, like a Child of Light sequel, or like I said, Rayman, or some of their other stuff. Like, don't they still have um, uh, Splinter Cell? Yeah, they haven't done a Splinter Cell game in God knows how long. Um, I'm looking forward to this Prince of Persia, but. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they should have been doing 
that's stuff they should have been doing all the while alongside of their Assassin's Creed's and their crews and their divisions and all of that. The stuff that they wanted to big, they want to claim as AAA and all that stuff. They should have still had like some stuff that that's not uh, that's not as not as large and time consuming. Yeah, not as large and time consuming. Yeah, because I think those. I think that's another reason why Nintendo keeps keeps making their 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 money go like that. Because it's like, dude, they're not making like they're not trying to make four or five open world games come out a year. No, nah, there's gonna be some, some games that are small size, small to mid size, and then they'll have their Tears of the Kingdom, Breath Breath of the Wild, that are large yeah. by comparison. Um, they'll still have these platoons. Which I still want that arm sequel, so here's hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two uh, HD remasters of uh, Metroid Prime. I'm still. I yeah, still we, think we need coming. those. We, I, we need those. I still think those are coming because um, I remember when that when that rumor first hit that like they had redid uh, the first one. I'm like, and then they came out. No, they actually redid all three of them. I'm like. Okay, and then they just shadow drop the first one. I'm like, are y'all gonna shadow drop the other two? How are we doing this? <laughs> like, how are we doing this? Like, we we need these games now. Ninja now Go. the third one's gonna be probably a little bit different, just because that one was strictly we. So there was no, uh, there was no GameCube controller for that. So I'm wondering if they're if they had to like go and probably they probably didn't marry it up to the um, Switch Pro controller version of. The first one, if they did it, so people can play on I'm that. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, but other than that, I'm like, yeah, dude, um, yeah, need need that uh fully uh trilogy remaster because that first one they did such an excellent job. I can't wait to. I would love to because Corruption is my favorite one out of that trilogy is Corruption. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, JB's, we're not getting canceled. <laughs> uh, the adventure of Twin Tail. <laughs> right, look, bro, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. By, I'm not disagreeing uh, with you. Uh, by Platinum, by Platinum Studios, Plat- Platinum Games is gonna make it. Nintendo's gonna have Platinum Games make it. <laughs> I mean, it look, it's appropriate. <laughs> it's appropriate. True. Uh, true. Think, thinking about the Ubisoft, and you, you said something I didn't think about, but they have so many different games that fall into the same genre now. Mm-hmm. You got Splinter Cell, which is like a hybrid of stealth and then a, a, a FPS. Yeah. You have Rainbow Six, which is now an FPS. It wasn't at first. Yeah, and they have Ghost Recon. Yep. And Ghost Recon feels the same type of role as those games do. So why did they marry a Splinter Cell to FPS, and why did they, or third-person shooter, and why did they marry up Rainbow Six to FPS instead of leaving it as a tactical top-down shooter? Like that's what they should have done: leave it as the style it was. That's what they need to do with Rainbow Six to refresh it, mm-hmm. go back to its original style. And you know it has been long enough, so if they did do that, people 
probably wouldn't even because most of those people probably hadn't played it, played those originals anyway. Yeah, like the honest. first three or four Rainbow Six games were top down, where you had strategy, you had to pick where you were going, how you were setting your teams up. You ran like four different squads at once. Yeah, that's true. So, so I'm I'm wondering like why can't they implement that with like a story system that mo that modifies itself depending on what characters survive your uh, missions? That's true. That right there wouldn't cost them as much money to do. It's something that could bring in variety, and a lot of people would end up liking it, especially from a storytelling perspective. If you have multiple different iterations of a great age particular mission can look or go depending on what staff you have available. True. And let's let's be real, Ubisoft is not a small company, so they got enough staff to like pull that off. Yeah, they, they, they got enough teams to do it. Yeah, if they wanted to. They do have enough teams to do that. Um like I said they're they're not a small company by any stretch of no, the imagination. <laughs> So they, if they wanted to do that, they could. Um, yeah. So, you trying to cause trouble? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. So, Bane of the Three's uh, one year anniversary was yesterday, and uh, one thing that I will say that I thought two had over three was the existence of those other costumes. And I thought they were going to do that. Now, I understand why they didn't for three, but it was kind of like, that was one of the one thing I did kind of want, because I would have loved to see uh, Cereza in a in a Zero Suit Samus costume. A Twin Tail costume would have been hilarious, too, especially seeing as how she uses her hair. And she kind of had pigtails. Yep. So, kind of. Had people salivating. Yeah, you had people salivating at every angle. Oh boy, because I, I remember them, uh, the the Princess Peach and the Princess Daisy costume, and the jokes that came from that. Oh boy, <laughs> people were mad. I was laughing. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was like, dude, it's a mature rated game. If you're taking this serious, I don't know what to tell you. The game is not meant for kids. And yes, it did not look right, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, that whole the the Princess Peach and Princess Daisy costumes, I thought that was funny. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that a twin tail costume for, for Bayonetta. That would have been awesome. That was well, people making awesome. artwork trying to say how she uh, ended up with the hero's tunic, how she got from Link. <laughs> Bro, I saw some of that. I'm like, yo, y'all wrong for that. <laughs> Y'all are wrong for that, but yeah. Uh, I hope they do uh, ARMS too, man. I really do. I like that game. Um, the only thing I didn't like was that they I, – I would I would, I would, would like if they kind of had like a story mode for it, a story or adventure mode for it. Um, just Because some of that stuff is actually – lore-wise, it's actually pretty cool. As far yeah, as they they had the they went to Overwatch route, which they shouldn't have done. Yeah, well, they were trying to appeal to that to that crowd, and I don't. I, for a first game, I don't think you should have to try to appeal to that crowd. 
not for a first, not for a new IP. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have bought it anyway. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have did that, but I, I am interested in it because I think it's a, I think it's a cool concept, and plus I love the way they did it. Like they broke stuff up where you do like a like a basketball game or a volleyball game in the middle of the thing. I'm like, I actually kind of like that. The switch mm-hmm. up of the of the play styles and stuff like that. But yeah, I Arms is one of those games I would love to see have a sequel, but this time actually have Lil Mac in it. Cause that was a that was a drop ball. I so I swear that was one of the things I was I was saying from jump. Like why don't y'all put Lil Mac in there? Because he like having him not have the arms and he has to run up on people and we already know he's fast as all hell. Yeah. It would just make for a fun way a fun way to go through the game. Yeah. I, I actually think it would have worked, to be honest. Um Yeah, but that, that's just that's just thinking. That's because it did sell well. So they made money off of it. They made probably one like it didn't sell. It did sell pretty well. And they and they did have their events were actually about as fun as the Splatfest were. Because they did their events for like a year and a half as well. And I enjoyed them. I kind of missed the fact that they, you know, they stopped doing it. But I understand because that team had to work on other stuff. So I get it. Yeah. But but next next arms game do a crossover with Street Fighter and get Dalsim and Necro in there. That would well, you gotta um, you gotta hope that Capcom ain't allergic to money. It seems like they're not allergic to a re, to Amiibo money though. <laughs> oh no, they definitely they definitely not allergic to Amiibo money. They 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 want to put out Amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> Just announced that Arms Two is going to have Amiibo support. Damn. Oh yeah, they'll they'll jump right on board. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A right on board. We have we have a couple. We actually have a, like five different uh, art variations of Dalsim that y'all want to look at. Just use a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> Already ready to go. Uh, so we're gonna get Street Fighter Six. No, but uh, <laughs> y'all can't put. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I swear, dude, Capcom is allergic to money. I swear they're allergic to money. For the dumbest of reasons. Yeah, I'm like, how are y'all a company and y'all allergic to this allergic to money? Like how? There's still no reason why Street Fighter Six can't run on freaking can't play can't be ported to Switch. There's literally no reason. I mean, if we're honest, there was no reason that Street Fighter Four couldn't have been on the Wii U, especially Street Fighter Ultra Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter Man, that was on the 3DS and they ain't put it. I ain't gonna go it, it also didn't even end up on the Wii, which again didn't make any damn sense. Didn't make any Especially sense. Especially since if you look at Tasunoko versus Capcom, it looks almost the same as Street Fighter 4. Yeah. But it's I just have, more cell shaded. I will say this Tasunoko versus uh, if Tasunoko versus Capcom didn't sell like it did, they would not have done um Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So part of me wishes it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> part of me wishes it didn't because that. Marvel's Capcom 3 was not a good follow-up to testing no Cooper's Capcom. It wasn't, but it was but I did like what they did with Deadpool. That that's about the only positive that came out of that was Deadpool. Yeah. So one of those situations. Oh well. Yep, it is what it is. 
All right, people, that's going to do it for uh, this episode of the Winging the Podcast. Hope you guys had a good time. Thank you, everybody, in the chat for coming through. We really appreciate it. Uh, Andre, anything you want to pimp out? Uh, just look out for that Halloween video Tuesday. Anything else that comes up will come up. Gotcha. All right, uh, don't forget to check out uh, Fresh Take. Uh, me and Vicky did one this morning for Loki, uh, episode four, and I did put some gameplay up of uh kingdom hearts 2 earlier today so i am going to be um jumping back on some live streaming i know i haven't in the last few weeks but that's because i've been doing some stuff for work and that should be i should have that taken care of tomorrow so my schedule will free back up immensely so um i'll try to do some um live streaming probably tomorrow afternoon tomorrow evening and i plan on doing something for uh halloween as well just don't know what yet, um, but we'll see. So uh, I'll probably make an announcement probably tomorrow when I'm live streaming tomorrow, if, uh, whatever I plan to do on uh, Halloween. So thank you guys once again. Appreciate it. Don't forget, next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See y'all then. Peace out, people. Right. Peace out, everybody.